This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 19th Sunday of the Church's year, the 12th of August. Very many societies and associations have rules and initiation ceremonies for their new members. But often too they will give information and sometimes secrets that are only for the initiating. This was also true of the Church from the beginning. For centuries after Pentecost, the Church remained very silent about the Mass. It was, above all, the secret, the mystery. And even those who were to be baptised at Easter only knew something great was going to happen, because at the end of the readings, they were asked to leave. That's why the first part of the Mass was often referred to as the Mass of the Catechumens. Because the union between God and his people was considered too intimate a thing, to be displayed to an unsympathetic world. After the conversion of the Roman Empire, there was no need to be secretive and defensive until the Middle Ages, when the faith came under attack again, and the great saints like St Thomas Aquinas wrote so magisterially about the sacraments. Over the last two weeks, in the light of the sixth chapter of St John's Gospel, we've been reflecting on the parts of the Mass, ideal for these more relaxed weeks of summer. We've been fed at the table of the word and now we begin the preparation for us to be fed at the table of the sacrament and sacrifice. After the kind of wordiness of the first part of the mass there seems to be a break but this is anything but an intermission. It's not when we all sit down, take a break, pull out the newsletter, fight a bit with our brothers and sisters. This is a crucial part of the Mass for a couple of reasons. One reason is that this is the time when we have a collection, and that's not why it's important. What's important is that in the early church, the people would bring their own bread and their own wine for the Mass. Imagine that you've made the bread that becomes Christ's body, that you've made the wine that became his blood. Today we offer our gifts of money, gifts of time, our gifts of talents. We support the mission of the church in this way. I'm part of the mission of the church because even if you don't have anything monetarily to give, you can always give yourself. As those people are taking up the collection and as the priest receives them and places them on the altar, what we can do is to place our needs and the people we love, the places ourselves that we live in, all as gifts on the altar. So the offertory often looks like the priests are lifting up the gifts to God, but they're also lifting up you as God's anointed faithful people. So you're supposed to be participating in the offering of the sacrifice of the altar. And at this moment during the offertory, you're asked what else you're placing on the altar, not just the money. Is there something in your life who needs your help? Place them on the altar. Is there something in your life going on that's too big for you to deal with? Then place that on the altar. Are there gifts that God has given you that you wish to give back to God? Then place those on the altar as well. The people that you love, all the things in our lives, place them on the altar. This is the offertory, and it's not an intermission, but it's actually a time of great intentional action. The altar is prepared carefully by the servers for all of this, with the sacred vessels, and a piece of linen is unfolded called the corporal, from the Latin corpus because upon this piece of linen will rest the body and blood of Jesus. At the Last Supper, Jesus would have used 
vessels that were reserved for this purpose in every Jewish household. They would have been of a, a noble material because even the poorest of the poor would have had some semi-precious metal. And we use gold and silver at Mass because it's stipulated by the Church as materials that will come into contact with the very body of our Lord. Part of the preparation of the gifts involves the priest pouring a little drop of water into the wine. He does this for two reasons. One is cultural, the other is historical. Because in the time of our Lord, wine was very potent and people would never drink it without a little water. The other reason is theological. There's a prayer that the priest prays silently as he pours the water into the wine. He says, through the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. The pouring of water into wine is a sign and a symbol of Christ pouring himself out in sharing his divinity with us by taking on our humanity. As St Athanasius wrote, the Son of God became man so that we might become God. After the bread and wine are offered, the priest will bow to the altar and say, with humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be acceptable to you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, O Lord. He then turns to the altar server in the part of the Mass called the lavabo, and at that moment he washes his hands. Now, at that moment there's a huge connection again with the Passover. The leader of the Passover meal would always wash his hands at this moment. As Jesus did it, here is the priest doing the same thing. He asks the Lord, wash away my iniquity and cleanse me of all my sin. He knows that he's not just washing his hands to get rid of the dirt and the germs, he's preparing his soul to offer up the great sacrifice of the Mass. He turns back to the people and invites them to offer this sacrifice with him. As he says these words, pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. What he says at this moment is inviting all of you to be aware at this moment of the reality of your part in this action, because you're all part of this sacrifice. The priest is the ministerial priest behind the altar, but at Mass you are also the kingdom of priests, baptised, anointed and consecrated to offer up this sacrifice with the priest. This is a reminder for all of us that we're not just watching the Mass, as he says, my sacrifice and yours to the Father. That is what he's inviting you to do at that moment. The Amen to the prayer over the offerings is an important ascent of faith, which brings the offertory rites to their conclusion. In the first reading of the Mass today, we heard how Elijah was fed miraculously by God so that he could make the journey to the mountain of God. In the Mass, we are fed by God and on God. This food for the journey, the viaticum as it's often called, is given so that we can have sustenance in body and soul for the journey through this life to eternal life. On Wednesday the 15th, we'll celebrate the Assumption of Mary into heaven. Where she is with Jesus in glory, we hope to follow. And we can do this if we adhere to Jesus, if we feed on his words, and if we live daily in holiness so as to be able to receive worthily his body 
in the Mass. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, whom, taught by the Holy Spirit, we dare to call our Father, bring, we pray, to perfection in our hearts the spirit of adoption as your sons and daughters, that we may merit to enter into the inheritance which you have promised, through Christ our Lord. Amen.